Hey, you're listening to the Sunnyside Podcast Show with me, PJ. Me, Ron. Me, Scott. Cue the theme tune. Keep on Sunnyside, always on Sunnyside. Keep on Sunnyside alive. It will help us every day. It'll guide us on the way. If we keep on Sunnyside alive. Hey, it's our theme tune. Yeah. Is it not cue the music? Does it matter? I just I I thought we were probably going to want to stay on brand. On brand, what off brand is our on brand? Mm. That's that's how it goes. Hey, <laughs> so we have. I'm assuming we have a jam packed show, but I don't know if we do or not. I'm just gonna I'm gonna start. Can I start? Let me yeah, start. You start. Okay, so it was uh, April Fool's Day not that long ago. Did you see the April Fool's? Uh, a couple of weeks ago. A couple yeah. of weeks ago. Okay, I thought it. I hate April Fool's jokes. I just don't like them. I think they're mean. I think all practical jokes are mean. Is it because you don't understand how they work? No, I understand how they work perfectly, but they're just generally mean. They're they're mean. They're always mean. Well, yeah, the format is usually, I told you a lie, you believed it. (laughs) Ha 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 Yeah, I don't like that. I don't like that. So... I wasn't gonna. I wasn't doing an April Fool's joke because on Twitter, especially, there's a kind of there's always people do a thing and then it's a funny thing and then you go, ah, it wasn't really funny and then you miss the context of it so you no longer know what it's about and all that stuff. And I thought um, I wasn't going to do that, but I thought, but at the same time, I quite wanted to do something, but I was really sort of half interested in it. So what I did was I posted a little tweet that I I thought would be so clear as to what it was about that it would be. It was like funny to me. It was only funny to me because it was like a meta joke. So I posted on Twitter. It's a Twitter. very niche audience thing. Yeah. Um, I, so I, yeah. So I posted it on Twitter. I wrote, because life is hard enough, my April Fool's gag this year will be to simply to pretend I'm a robot and to end every tweet with beep, boop, or similar. This is just an April Fool's gag, so don't panic. I am not, in fact, a robot. Beep, boop. That was, I thought that was, that was funny to me. That amused me. Might not have okay. amused many, but it amused me. So I did I did two or three more tweets of this form. And then I thought it would be funny if I pretended that my online stuff had bled into the real world. My online, you know, pretend to be a robot, but not. I, I actually posted a couple of times. I went, um, I think I posted something like, I'm a little worried that people are forgetting that I'm pretending to be a robot and that I know I'm pretending to be a robot, and you know I'm pretending to be a robot, but someone might see me just do beep boop and think he's he thinks he's a robot, but I'm not. I'm not. I'm only pretending. So from now on, in brackets afterwards, after I go beep boop, I'm going to say I'm only pretending, right? So that's so that was the kind of the idea was to do a joke that wasn't a joke, but was sort of slightly mad. I'm keeping up. Okay, okay, very stupid. It was very stupid. Not you're very stupid, obviously. Um, so then I posted, and I, I had got to a point where I was gonna, I was gonna do something more and, and maybe pretend that in the real world I was still pretending to be a robot, but also pretending that I was, you know, letting people know, hey, look, I know I'm not a real robot. This is, I, I'm aware this is ridiculous. So I posted on Twitter, right? I posted on Twitter, ugh, neighbors have called the police because, in quotes, the neighbor is acting weird. I told them I couldn't go out in the rain in case I rusted. And then I patiently explained I'm not a real robot. But they got freaked out. Right? <laughs> so, so that, 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 and then I replied to that. I went, beep, boop. That was, that was my reply to that, right? So I thought, I thought anyone who'd seen my tweets would know this is obviously just a gag, right? And especially since I go, I told them I couldn't go out in the rain because I'd rust, right? I thought that would be, that sure. would be. So John McRae replied, Jesus! <laughs> 
I mean, and then, and then, you're, <laughs> Rob think, Williams replied, "What? I, I, no, I, th- I think I, you think." I think they are in the wrong. No, I, th- I think your <laughs> emphasis is in all the wrong places here. I think John McRae tweeted, "Jesus," <laughs> and Rob Williams tweeted, "What?" <laughs> well, here's the thing. Initially, when I saw John reply, "Jesus," and and uh, Rob's reply, I thought they're sort of getting into the joke a bit. Yeah, because <laughs> they're, they're known for that. They're coming <laughs> along with me. Um, or, you know, something. And it wasn't until afterwards that I phoned, I was chatting to Rob, and Rob went, so what happened today? I went, well, I, I feel like you think the police came to my house and took me away. He went, Is, what happened then? And then I explained it. Was a joke. I was wetting myself laughing, explaining to him. He was, he was, I don't know, he just, he went, I just it just seemed like something that might have happened to you. Yeah. Now what's that tell you? <laughs> that, that's the other worrying thing. Yeah, I like would say John McRae's one of the only people I've known the longest and he was like, No, this is a perfectly plausible thing that could have happened to you. Yeah, I think that ninety five percent of people who read that tweet went, oh, somebody stopped PJ's being weird. <laughs> well, and, I thought and they've called they've And he's called, encouraged it. They've got, <laughs> They've called the police on him. I mean, it it is my fault because what I should have done is like a tweet stream. And so if someone had clicked on that tweet, they'd see all the other ones. But I don't like for me, I hadn't done enough. You're you're expecting people to do a bit too much work. Well, I wasn't expecting to see a tweet saying I've been taken away by the police to go. "Mm, Oh, yeah, that seems reasonable. I think it's reasonable in this day and age to read. Somebody got freaked out by someone acting weird and called the cops. (laughs) I, did I, did I just, you see that tweet when I tweeted it? Yeah, I, I did. And I, I guess I thought that you were expecting people to meet you more than halfway on that joke. <laughs> Do you know, right, here's the honest truth. More than halfway. Here's, 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 here's the honest truth. I started typing it. I was going to do about seven or eight tweets in a, a little stream about, and it was going to escalate. It was going to It was going to start with me uh, pretending to be a robot in front of the neighbours, and then and then something about the neighbours came around for something, and, and, you know, I went out wrapped up in silver foil, and it was just going to get more and more elaborate and ridiculous, and I just went, I can't be, it just seems like a lot of work, so I just went, Ugh, well, you, if you can't be bothered to write the joke, why do you think that other people are going to be bothered to do the work to meet you, as we've discussed? more than halfway in establishing the joke's punchline. <laughs> oh, I can't be bothered. It. I'm just going to half-ass this joke. People will get it. It's fine. I, I thought they would. I thought it best they'd go, oh, he can't be bothered with this practical joke. <laughs> I mean, it wasn't even a practical joke. That's the thing. It deliberately wasn't a practical It was like an anti-practical joke. I wasn't attempting to fool anyone. I wasn't trying to make anyone worry about me. I was just... I just thought it was it was a funny non-joke. That's the thing. And then it turned into an actual practical joke, and I was like, "That's not what I intended." I mean, you know, for me, it was it was a, a good solid three, nah. th- th- three seconds of eyebrow raising. And went, oh, okay, that figures. For a split second, I genuinely thought that you had been weird to the neighbors. Because the. the the first two lines of the tweet are, somebody's called the police because a neighbor's being weird. And I was like, oh, this sounds a bit serious. Like, he was pretending to be a robot. And I was like, oh, poor fella. There's something wrong with him. And then I realized it was you. I thought, yeah, that seems about so, right. So had I gone too plausible too early? Is that what you're saying? I mean, the, I'm... There's not any one thing that's wrong with that joke. <laughs> and I'm using the term joke very loosely. 
I think it was meta in a way that, <laughs> that things haven't been before. <laughs> I mean, it might have been so meta that it just spun right back around. <laughs> I think it's what I was trying. Like I, I was trying not. Like the the heart of the gag was that I wasn't. I stop wanted- calling it a gag. <laughs> That's elevating it to a, a plateau that it doesn't deserve to be on. <laughs> well, the heart of the thought was. I don't want anyone to worry. Half a thought. Half a thought. All right. The the conceit, the the bare conceit was I was going to do a practical joke, but not one for anyone to worry about because I want everyone to know (laughs) it's not a practical joke. Don't involve the police. I didn't mean But I thought I'd... I, I mean, I, I, well, maybe I should have been clearer in the thing, in the tweet. That, that, There's a whole lot of maybes attached to this. <laughs> maybe I should have been clearer in the tweet that I said like, that this is a gag I was doing to you and to the, there is no neighbor. No, if you're going ma- to no make a gag, you got to make it funny. <laughs> that's, that's rule number one. Yeah, I'll be was, honest, I've laughed more at this tweet. to him. <laughs> I've laughed more at this tweet than any others. We've already established who the audience was for this tweet. <laughs> And it was ironically in the same room as the person <laughs> tweeting it. Anyway, I, re- I was I genuinely worried, and and then Will, I got a, a DM from Will Simpson saying that I mean, this is this is what's really super worrying is the people who were actually properly worried were people I've known for decades. What they does that total tell you? Strangers. They were. Uh, it was it was like not total strangers. It was, um. Says some folks were worried about you, me included. <laughs> that's, I bet that's not even related to that tweet. Uh, no, no, I no, bet no. that's just a. I bet that's just a worrying outreach. <laughs> no, 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 no. I, I we were talking about something else, and uh, PJ's been talking about being a robot. No, a no, lot today. Weirdly, Will congratulated me on working for Marvel. I was, I was going. I, I, it's a, it's a, I don't know what you're talking. Late for April Fool's. He says, "Oh, I thought something good had happened. Also, I'd heard something negative last night, but looks like you're okay and that's normal." <laughs> Good to know. Maybe it was all an April Fool gag. Huh? So I don't know if he's playing April Fool's. Too, it's always yeah, too mad. I can't. Maybe on you. Yeah, I can't tell. I can't Can you tell. imagine if PJ got high? Well, here yeah, that's the thing. So we just before the show, when that's a nice segue. Where's your segue, ding? Don't yeah. acknowledge it. <laughs> what are you doing? <laughs> just just we could have just we could have fucking veered into the lane of talking about weed. Without any, without any acknowledgement of that being a segue or something that we had previously talked about us wanting to talk about on the show. I'm going to cry. And you just stomped all over it. I'm sorry. Oh, you get really upset about this stuff. <laughs> well, you try really hard to segue. It's, it's, I do sometimes. <laughs> I try. It's just I like to acknowledge a good one. That's uh, maybe what Scott needs is a nice, cool, smooth, refreshing joint. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Can you imagine me? Hide? Yes. No. I don't know. I mean, right. So we generally we're none of us drink. Right. None of us drink. No, not anymore. No. Not three any. Well, not anymore. Not anymore. Did you, you drink? Oh yeah. Were you a hardened drinker? Were you, you weren't? Uh, were you an alcohol pops? Look at you... him, PJ. Look yeah. at him. This he is a, yes. the alcohol ravaged face. <laughs> Someone's done that to you. Yeah. Wow. Okay. Scott's only nineteen. <laughs> Paul Rudd's fifty. Everyone's talking Paul about Rudd's Paul Rudd's 50, being fifty. I know. Jesus. And I keep thinking, 
Well, I'm 50 as well. <laughs> no, one's, no one's banged on about how brilliant I look. <laughs> What's going on? I'm not quite 50, but I'm nearly 50. I, I mean, okay, well, do you really you, want you, to tug on that thread? <laughs> come New Year's Eve this year, we'll all bang on about how great looking you are. That's good. That sounds good to me. Naked, apparently. Oh, God. Hey, by the way, this is this has got to be our... The, I know I've said it like dozens of times, but this surely is our first full year podcast, isn't it? This, this is surely this, this, this is show fifty three, maybe. Uh, I'd say fifty one. Fifty one. Oh, oh fucking hell! Oh, it's like the. <laughs> it, this is literally making the show feel fucking longer. <laughs> Every week, PJ comes and he's like, "Is it a year yet?" Nope. I want to know what happens in a year. <laughs> No, I, was, I keep bringing things. No, I don't have anything with me. I keep wanting things to happen, but I haven't. But anyway, weed. Well, well, let's, let's start with that. Should we all get weed first before oh, the year? Well, did you ever drink? I uh, yeah, I still. I mean, occasionally I had a drink last night, oddly. But um, yeah, but what are you going to say? We don't drink then. But we don't. I mean, we don't. If we, if you, if the three of us went out of a night and lots of people were drinking around us, chances are none of us would drink. Sure, yeah. 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 Um for me it's because I just never really acquired a great taste for alcohol and I just can't be arsed and then there's a point where I, I'm goofy anyway without needing the drink. So and then there's a point where everyone's pissed and I'm like going, Fuck this, I'm away home I, where I'm no longer the goofy one, so I'm off. Um okay. so Ron, how do you feel when other people get drunk? Uh, I can, I can probably count the number of times I've I've drank in my life in one hand. Mm-hmm. Um Whenever I was younger, I never wanted a drink, and I, now part of that was because uh, I had fundamentalist Christian parents. Okay, now, that didn't stop my brother, but <laughs> it stopped me. Uh, but it meant that if I was coming home from a night out, I generally sometimes needed a lift from somebody, so you know I, I didn't want to have to call my mom and then be you know yeah. passed out drunk. Um, so I would, I, I and then I just turned eighteen and started driving. Uh-huh. So then I was always the one driving whenever we went out for the night. Okay, and I got hang on. I, I mean, I, I've got to pull back a little bit because when you say I, I didn't drink because of fundamental, when I was very, when I was about twelve or thirteen, you do this whole Catholic thing where you take you take the pledge and pledge you're not going to drink and oh, pioneer and do, type pioneer. stuff. Yeah, until you're eighteen, and my uncle bet me a fiver that I wouldn't, and so I didn't, and so it was never even like drinking under the age of eighteen never even occurred to me as I think, even though I was at that point. Like an atheist, anyway. So it, it's, yeah, no, it didn't it occur to me absurd, either. I mean, it, it was, just, yeah. it, it was, it was. But that, by the time I'd got to eighteen, mm-hmm. I'd seen all my friends drunk. Yeah, and I didn't see the appeal. Yeah, yeah, it does not look like good fun. What you're doing and I to think, yourself? I think maybe if you started drinking with your friends, yeah, that you know, then you kind of experience, I guess, the fun of being drunk alongside your friends. But I always experienced it from the outside, seeing yeah. because. The parties that I was going to, I needed my my mum to come and lift me afterwards, so I yeah. couldn't be drunk. So I got to experience those parties while everybody else was drunk, and then I got to see the aftermath yeah. and go home. I thought, and they're just, all puking up in a puddle, that's the sort of thing I want to be doing. No, 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 actually it's uh, yeah, not. Yeah, it just kind of put me off, so whenever I you know started driving, then that that was kind of my excuse for yeah. a while, that I'm the one driving. And, my friends and went, everyone was very happy with my that. My friends went along with that. They were, yeah, they were happy yeah. enough. And with you, uh, Scott, you you got into some sort of drunken alcoholic haze, killed a man, and thought, I have to stop drinking now. Two men. Two, two yeah. men. Okay. Yeah. What happened to you? Um, I, no, I started drinking at 15. <gasps> That's like two years older than my son. <laughs> <laughs> he's not going to drink till he's 18, if to, he ever drinks. We, we, like, uh, at school, that was everybody was starting to drink at around that age. Mm-hmm. And I didn't really see... That it was a problem, and I said, "Mom, Dad, everybody's starting to drink alcohol about now." 
I mean, I'm probably going to... A couple of my friends are cutting themselves. Can I have so, a go at that too? I'm probably going to start. And they went, right, well, we'd prefer if you didn't do it in the street. So we'll buy you booze uh-huh. if you're going Shit. to one of your parent, one of your friends' Mom, houses to Dad, hang out. Like, some of the lads have found some dirty magazines behind the bush. Can you get me a porn subscription? Yeah, still be wanking in the street. <laughs> yeah. I mean, <laughs> what parent wouldn't do that? What parent wouldn't do that? I feel like Ron's parents wouldn't have done that. Definitely not. <laughs> so they'd be like, yeah, go and wank in the street. Here's a case catalog. <laughs> Knock yourself out. Yeah, so I drank I drank for a long time. Would have been in the... Uh, uh, Would you have got drunk? Oh, yeah. Like, how old yeah. were you? From, from, right, from 15 until... 15? That's what the yeah. fuck? I mean... My you, son's 14. Like, I woke I up... I, the first, the first staff party that I went to was... Uh, I was working in a hotel... In Carrick, we had our big Christmas party, and I woke up. I was I woke up on the doorstep of my house mm-hmm. uh, with a cocktail shaker and a, a clock mm-hmm. in my hands. I don't know how long I'd been asleep there. Went inside, got a shower, got changed, and went to school. Wow! Yeah, I mean, my, uh, my son. We last night we had uh, my brother was around and his girlfriend, and I actually did have a drink last night. I had a, a Malibu and a Coke. Very Malibu is very nice. Doesn't taste like alcohol because there's not that much in it. Yeah, it tastes like sun cream. Yeah, <laughs> PJ's pick of the week. <laughs> <laughs> so I, I made I made uh, Maisie, uh, my brother's girlfriend, uh, a Malibu and lemonade. Made my wife all a Malibu lemonade. I had Malibu and Coke. And my son goes, "Daddy, can I have lemonade?" I went, "Okay, son." I went and got him a lemonade. He goes, "Is there Malibu in this?" I went, "No." He says, "You sure?" I went, "Yes." I went, are you really sure? I went, yes. And for about an hour after that, I said, well, did you put Malibu in my drink? No, I didn't. Why would I? Why would, your kid think why you're trying to spike I, your drink? I don't know. He genuinely worried that I was going to spike his drink. Maybe he but read think, your tweet and thought you were just trying to be funny. <laughs> I don't know. It's so hard to tell. And the thing was, I knew, like, with Tom, you could make a joke about something like that and say, yeah. And then he'd, th- he'd realize you were only joking. With Nathan, if you said, yeah. You would be paying for that joke for like yeah. another hour. It'd be another solid hour of trying to deny that it, that it, that you'd done it. So it was like, no, it's, it's. I felt bad today. I went to my parents' house and my nephew was there, and he he can be a little bit squeamish mm-hmm. sometimes. And my parents have this really big, massive backyard, and as we were playing football at the back. There was a dog poo mm-hmm. thing. So my dad came out with a bag and got it and hung it off the branch of a tree until we were getting ready to go Decorative, back inside. Seasonal. <laughs> and uh, I said to I said to Oscar, I'll give you a fiver if you touch that poo bag. And he's like, no, I'm not doing it. And I thought, all right, okay. So I ran over and grabbed him and lifted him up and bro- that took him. That is a shitty, shitty thing to do. <laughs> took him face first. Up oh, to the, that's up to the back. Just, just swinging. I hope but you he, gave was him a tenor. he was laughing. But he was laughing. And oh, yeah, he... yeah. People laughed because <laughs> out of sheer panic. And then he wet himself. <laughs> <laughs> Fucking hell. <laughs> oh. How old is he? He's six. Oh, yeah, you're six a shitty seven. uncle. What are you, uncle? Goes, I need, I need... <laughs> I need to pee. I need to pee. I've peed. <laughs> I mean, the nice thing about that story is it's very easy to pick a moral out of it oh. and who the villain in the piece oh, is. I felt really, I felt really bad, but I, he thought it was, he thought it was funny. <laughs> God, he did. Uh, but anyway, yeah, back to the. Back did you give the, him a fiver? The boost thing? No, oh, he, okay, didn't, he didn't touch the bag. <laughs> oh, that was the day. I give you a tenner if you piss your pants. <laughs> So yeah, so yeah. Uh, and then so what stopped you? Then why when did you kind of um, go, I had enough of this nonsense? 
my hangover started to get apocalyptic. I started losing two days. At the days. age of 17? No, 25, 26, 27, something, something uh-huh. around there. I can't remember when. It's a fair amount of Just started you to did get, then. Yeah. yeah. There's uh, Paul, uh, who's one of the patrons on the show. Uh, hi, Paul. Uh, hi, Paul. He found me one night with my shirt off and a bottle of whiskey on his roof. <laughs> what the fuck? Yeah. Don't know how. And it was the night. It was the night of live eight. Was that, uh-huh. No, live eight. Live, live. Oh, I'm definitely the person you want to ask about live musical concerts. You're looking at me like I know what you're talking about. Live eight. There was live eight. Okay. And yeah. then they did one like was it twenty years later? Live eight. Two- so on the Spinal Tap were playing it and stuff like that, or I don't know. Okay. They did well, another. They did, anyway. It's the night of live eight. Yeah, you might be right. Um. Yeah. And, and oh, and I pissed in his brother's fireplace. Thinking it was a toilet. Yep. Okay. Yep. Okay. Yep. Thinking it was they, a urinal. They took, me, they took me home from a party. Why is this urinal on fire? I'd better put it out. They took me home from a party, put me to bed on the sofa, and then they went back to uh. the party. And then they arrived back a couple of hours later and wrapped the window to get me up to let mm. them in. And as he wrapped his window, I was standing, pissing in his fireplace. Wow. Yeah. <sighs> I think I blacked out twice in the entire time I was drinking, from 18 through to about, I don't know, 27. Uh, two blackouts. They're not fun. They're not I fun mean, the only times I can remember drinking where I just fell asleep. My friends just said I fell asleep on a sofa. <laughs> and then the one that's, other, that's Ron's idea of a good time. And then the one other time I was on holiday and I won a karaoke competition. <laughs> so... I so mean, on the harder well, you got, drugs, you got drunk because you won a karaoke competition, no, or you got, got drunk, drunk got and drunk then won a karaoke entered a karaoke competition and won. Oh, that's very good. Uh, but after that, I haven't drank anything. Yeah. No, my my hangover is just once I started losing a second day, mm-hmm. a so, second I, day. Yeah, yeah and I mean like, and I mean properly losing. I mean still feeling horrendous, Ugh, still yeah. throwing up on the second day. I thought that this that just might have been alcohol poisoning. Like, I mean, it could, yeah, it, it could well have been. And yeah. the the other thing as well is obviously I have. <clears throat> Uh, anxiety yeah. issues anyway mm-hmm. and a hangover just compounds that exponentially there i mean there is a amongst drinkers there is a, a phrase called the fear and that's the the, the there's, fear there's that you amongst get. drinkers um, uh, people it's, it's who, like a drink what well, there's a whole well, amongst drinkers yeah, pe- pe- we any, recognize each other by our, our gang symbol or gang drink, sign of people, holding one arm up in a chugging motion but people who drink and who, who are regularly hungover like the people in my work <laughs> And would say, "I've got the fear," and everybody everybody knows what the fear is. Yeah, and it's like the the the, the crippling anxiety that you get during a hangover, and, a, and I just thought, "Oh Christ, no, I don't I want, to, want that." Yeah, no. like I don't want I, I don't want that on a day when I'm fully I do, fully hundred percent healthy. I don't I do want, definitely don't want on that the, on a on day. On the few occasions that I did get drunk and had a hangover, going into my work and in the in the work I was in in Botanic Avenue, the computer place I was in, and just going in and. The the most boring job we had an old kind of um, sort of metal front that you could uh, that was a slotted thing that would would go a roll up shutter. In a roll shutter that's the word uh, <laughs> but it was an old <laughs> oh, I couldn't remember the name of it what's wrong I just think the, the, the thank slot, you Susie Dent from Dictionary Corner the, the slotted thing that would you lift that the and then there's like a metal rectangle you enter through. <laughs> Doorway. Some part, doorway some parts doorway. some parts of it are see through though and those bits are tricky okay. Window, the window, <laughs> you know, but the, the the roll shutter had uh, was was not electric. It was it had to be cranked oh. by hand. So that was actually the best job to have when you were hungover because people would leave you long alone for a good two or three minutes. Would take you to hand crank it. And you just go, ah, oh, just gonna do this like a robot. This is nice and easy. 
Um, yeah. So yeah, but anyway, that was that was kind of that that was a couple of times that happened. That was it. Well, that's right. But that's I did where... I did like on on so like moving to harder drugs, right? So moving from mm. that to harder drugs, uh, I went through a stage where when I was eighteen or something, I'd go out with a friend of mine, and we'd go out somewhere, and we'd maybe have a cigarette. Jesus. Oh, a cigarette. It would get me high as a kite. I've never smoked a cigarette either. Have you not? Yeah. yeah, well, that was the only... I mean, I didn't smoke it for long. There was a few times we'd go out for a night, and I'd smoke a cigarette, and then we'd come back. I came back one night and had a dream where seven-foot-tall cigarettes were chasing me with an axe. And I went, that's a sign. I should stop. <laughs> I should stop this right now. So I did. That was the end of it for me. That brings us back. That brings us to weed. That brings us to weed. Well, I mean, there's, 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 neither of you have any experience. So this I, have really oh. I have one. I have one, yeah. I was around my brother's house. DJ weed himself once. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, was somebody trying to hold your face near was, a poo bag? I was around my brother's house, and they were all sat around in a circle. says, do you want some weed? I went, you know, I don't think it'll do much for me. And I, I, I think there's um, a giggliness and stuff that people get. But I get in company. I get like that in company. So I don't really need any inebriants to kind of bring me onto that level. And what, Whereas, you need, what you need is a diner. You just need to smoke a different strain. Why? Why would you want a diner? It's because, called a diner. Why would you want one of them? <laughs> what makes you, what on earth would you walk in and get? Yeah, you, you know what? Need, you need hey, look, mellow. guys, guys I, do you know what I need? I need something to bring me right down. Have you got something? Well, generally the point of those is to take the edge off anxiety. Yeah, All right. Take off that sort of. It seems like mellow, you get the mellow one and not the giggly one. Okay, so I didn't know there were. There's two varieties. different. There's two different strains. Yeah. Oh, of of. Well, there's lots of different strains. Well, there's two, but there's two different there's types, that, specific yeah. types. Yes. Okay, so there's up, ind- indica. Uppers and diners. No, it's not indica and sativa. Indica is sativa is what you put in your tea. Stevia. Or, oh, that's stevia. Yeah, I mean you can put, you can put sativa in your tea if you want. Yeah, you, that's fine. You live your truth. <laughs> So and one one is like a, one is the, one is the giggly like why would you why wouldn't everyone just want that I mean I, other, I I find it, it did nothing depends what you want the, one is the one is the giggly munchy one the other one is the sit and contemplate the universe one yeah okay. the giggly munchy one tends to make people paranoid as well yes and, ah they see that that's what I sat around with my brother and his friends and I was like this is doing nothing for me and then next day on the way to work I was like fuck everyone knows I've smoked that last night I could see them they're all looking at me but now is, is that the weed or the or that your just Catholic, me yeah you're it's Catholic, Catholic guilt, guilt. you had done something illegal <laughs> I'm sure that's Catholic yeah. guilt I think it it yeah. got, it it got worse. As a past the church, so <laughs> so you're probably right there. It was Catholic guilt. That's all that was. But then after that, I was like, no, I'm not doing that because it just it always feels to me like as much as as off book as I can be sometimes, and as kind of nuts as I can be, at least I always know I'm sort of vaguely in charge of what's going on. And my wife is phoning, so I'm going to take this call because my son's not well. Okay. Okay. All right, so uh, my wife's just phoned. My son has um, wheezing and stuff, and he's not breathing very well. So I'm going to go home now. So I will see you all when I see you all. Uh, the next episode, I won't be in anyway because I'm doing a thing. No, the last episode you won't have been in. No, the last is this going out after the last I after assume, the other one? I would assume so. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Well, then, that's cool. That's, I was going to say next week there's going to be a cool guest on, but I mean last week there was a cool guest on. Let's <laughs> um, so, hope so. Yeah. <laughs> Fingers crossed. Um, so anyway, thanks for listening to me. Now over to you two. You've got a lot of stuff. If it's going to be like another hour of you two just going. Um, um, PJ's not here. No, so we're going to get quiet, high whenever you leave. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Fuck you. <laughs> Fuck you. All right. See you guys. Bye. Bye. Right. Totally get Susie downstairs. <laughs>
Uh, we need a stand in. So yeah, I mean, after when I got when I was about twenty or twenty one, then I kind of got involved in like the hardcore punk scene. Okay, and I started getting involved in like straight edge bands, uh, and then I got like straight edge but tattoo. Yeah, which meant that I didn't drink or do drugs or or engage in casual sex. That was really easy for me. <laughs> <laughs> so is that the three X's? Three X's. Oh, I, do you know what? I've never really uh, understood the point of the three X's. I think it was just because like, three looks cool. Okay, usually a big one in the middle and two small ones, and. Uh, you know, I you know I was the first one in the in the scene. I suppose to get the actual tattoo. I remember everyone cutting me at the time, going, "You know, this means you can never drink. You can <laughs> never, you can never drink again." I was like, "Yeah, I never drank before." <laughs> this this is this is actually a challenge. I'm fine with that. It's like though. It's like I mean, I know that they're trying to do it for moral, uh, for moral and very good reasons. But the people asking me to boycott the Dorchester Hotel because it's owned by the Sultan of Brunei. I have been actively boycotting the Dorchester Hotel for 34 years. Yeah, yeah, I've, I've, I've put my foot down. I'm never going to Dorchester. <laughs> but yeah, but I always, the, the three X's stand for smoking, dr- or sorry, uh, alcohol, drugs. Yeah, well, I mean, a lot of it was kind of based off this uh, minor threat song called uh, Out of Step. And it went, I don't drink, I don't smoke, I don't fuck. At least I can fucking think, you know? Okay. Um, I guess by fuck in that constance. I'm, I'm very sorry with my language tonight, <laughs> ladies and gentlemen. In that context, I think you meant casual sex. Okay. So, um, yeah, that would have been the, the three X's if, if they applied to anything, yeah. Okay. So. But um, and then I was involved in that scene for a long time and realized I don't give a shit if I drank or not. <laughs> uh, and certainly a lot of the ones that I would have hung out with who didn't drink, um, a lot, most of them do now. I think only, like, one of them doesn't. Yeah. So... The tattoos. I mean, that's like you know, that's like saying, "Well, you can't marry anybody else other than Jackie because you've got Jackie tattooed on your." You know what I mean? Like it's or Hellboy in my yeah. head. <laughs> yeah. So what made you quit? Quit weed? Oh no! Let's get on the weed. What made you quit drinking? Was it just that it was so bad? That you just so thought- bad. Yeah, it, it just became not worth it anymore. Okay. And like, I'm not. I'm not opposed to it. I, you know. I've had a celebratory whiskey or like a couple of drinks here well, and there. The thing. Everyone thinks because I've got like a, a tattoo on my arm that says I don't drink or smoke that I'm kind of down on everybody else who does. It's, no, it's yeah. just, it was more just for me that was there. You know, I, yeah. don't, I don't care what anybody else does, you know, otherwise I'd be going around tattooing them. Yeah. And you, you also don't care whether anybody else like hell, likes Hellboy or not. No. That's, that's no, it's why a, it's on you and not exactly on somebody else. Um, no, but I st- and I still like going out with my friends and coworkers whenever they're drinking. It doesn't bother me. Yeah, in the slightest, I avoid that anyway. There, do- <laughs> there does come a point whenever you're like, "Oh, I need to go home." That the, the, the time, ta- yeah, that it happens a lot earlier. I think for people who don't drink, yeah, where there's a point where everyone just starts talking shite. Yeah, and I, I mean, we don't need to tell the listeners this. The listeners know this because there's always been that one night where you've gone, where you can't drink, whether whether you're driving or you're on medication, yeah, or you know, you've got to get up early in the morning and you're the one who isn't drinking and all of a sudden you realise that everyone who drinks is awful. <laughs> and, and maybe it's just this night. You know, I'm sure yeah. I'm sure it's not awful whenever I'm drinking, but tonight whenever I'm not drinking, everybody's awful. Yeah, you think back to your friends, like, jeez, they were all wild pricks last night. <laughs> what, what was it about last night that made them all pricks? Why did they find that thing so funny that wasn't funny? <laughs> What a bunch of assholes. <laughs> and you tried to tell them it wasn't funny and they thought they just tried to laugh at the piss. <laughs> yeah, being the super one isn't isn't easy all the yeah. time. And you you do find yourself kind of, you know, making uh, eyes towards the car quite a lot. Yeah. Oh well. They say, Oh guys, it's time to go and like, oh but you're giving us lifts. Like 
Yeah, but if you if, you if, if you go him. now, you'll be you'll be able to get a good night's sleep, and you can get up in the morning. And like fuck off! If you go now, I'll stop at the Chinese. <laughs> and then you end up with ten lads in the yeah. back of the car. <laughs> so then weed. Yep. So when yeah. did you try that? Um, probably about seventeen. Okay. Yeah, just slight slightly later. It was an odd. We'd taken a friend out for uh, his birthday. And he had just got just uh, stupidly drunk. We were in the front page, okay. Um, which is a, a, yeah, a, a band night at the front page. A you? band night at the front page. Yeah, yeah, that legendary. Um, and somebody had got him a, some weed for his birthday, but he was just <laughs> far it's too empty. blocked. Yeah, <laughs> far too blocked to take it. And someone was like, "Well, it, it can't go to waste." And I was like, "I'll take it." So they <laughs> they t- they went into the bathroom and they filled up a doctor filled up a Dr Pepper bottle. With water. You're braver than me. I've never been to the bathroom in the front page. <laughs> I just held it in. Yeah, filled up the Dr. Pepper. What is commonly known as a fucket or a bucket. Filled up the Dr. Pepper bottle with water and burned the weed in the top. Let okay. the water out. You so a bong out of it, yeah. yeah. Well, it's slightly different because the water pulls the the smoke in. And you end up basically with a, a big old bottle full of smoke. Yeah, that's the bit that never appealed to me about weed. There seems to be an awful lot of science involved. Yeah. Oh, that was the best part. Figuring out that you fi- find a bit of weed in your house and then going, what can I smoke this in? <laughs> and then you have to MacGyver a bong or something out of whatever you can find around the house. Um, but he said, have you ever taken weed before? I said no. And he goes, right. <laughs> Inhale as much as you can and hold it for as long as you can. <laughs> oh, and uh, that was uh, that was the start of a love affair. Oh, really? Yeah. Okay. Well, yeah, yeah, what, yeah. So how long did that go on for? That went on for a long time, longish time, probably eight years, something like that. Like you finished last week or something? Or? No, this was like 16 until 25, okay. you know, seven, I don't know, something like that. Um, and was, there, was there a similar bad time that made you stop that? or was it No, just- I just, I, I, I kind of stopped smoking around the same time as... Um, as I stopped drinking, yeah, I guess I I wasn't really hanging around with the people that were smoking a lot of weed, and it just kind of felt that I miss weed more than I miss booze. Okay, um, because it's just nicer. Well, it's yeah, a much I mean, nicer experience, and th- there's no hangover. There's no like pretty dismal day the next day. You don't spend as much time in the bathroom. No, don't spend as much time in the bathroom. Um, so the sooner it gets. Legalized, decriminalized. Yeah. Better. Again, I, I have no real problem with it. I just, I'll, I'll be honest. I just didn't move in the circles of people who had any. Yeah. I mean, my friends were all big drinkers, but like I, you know, if someone had said to me at age nineteen, um, "Where would you get weed?" I wouldn't be able to tell you. <laughs> I mean, I'm, I'm assuming that I could have got weed off the same people that I bought bangers and fireworks off if I had have asked. I didn't have those either. <laughs> Honestly, I think I just wasn't that adventurous of a teenager. Yeah, I wasn't. I, I don't think I was particularly adventurous. Like, I didn't go out seeking these. They just kind of found me, and I thought, eh, yeah, nothing yeah, found me. Yeah, okay. <laughs> I, 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 I think I had a very sheltered life. I was saying to someone on Twitter the other day. I think one of the reasons why I, I don't relate to Derry. I mean, a lot of my friends were like you know they all love Derry girls. A lot, a lot, I think a lot of the reason I don't relate to it is that I just think they're bad girls. Because <laughs> <laughs> I didn't hang out with people like that whenever I was younger, <laughs> and I wouldn't have stood for it. You know. <laughs> 
So I just see I, I just see that and I'm like, no, I just wasn't that interested as, as a kid, you know. Yeah. I, I just wanted to be at home or, you know, if my friends were hanging out um at the pub, I'd have sat quietly with them. Uh, making jokes and things, but I wasn't. You, know, you weren't. Yeah, yeah, I, yeah, I wasn't going to the bar. There's no chance I was because the police would have taken me home. <laughs> so I think, yeah, I do. I miss weed a lot. I talk about it a lot with Hannah. Oh really? Yeah. Has she ever been into that? Yeah, 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 yeah. I think it's different when you've got kids. Although That's to be honest, a lot of the people that I got weed off were, were kids. <laughs> Like, uh, people who were older and did have kids. Yeah. And, you know, they would have been... A lot of people I know said it takes the edge off parenting. I mean, I'm, sh- I'm sure it does. And, the, you know, as long as you're not doing it all day, every day. Like, as as a as a nighttime treat. Nighttime treat. Whenever the, whenever the kids are down for the night, I think it's perfectly fine. Baby gets a bottle, daddy gets a hit. We actually... We, <laughs> we had a girl that stayed at our house um, when we were getting married over uh-huh. from Canada... Uh, and when she left, she said, don't worry, there was a big bag of weed here, but I got rid of it before I left. I gave it to somebody. We were like, well, you could have just left it. Thanks. <laughs> um, but also, yeah, part of the problem is I don't really like supporting the people who sell weed. Yeah, well, that's that's the that's the downside of it. If, if, it, was, if it was decriminalized or legalized here, then you wouldn't have to be supporting, basically, paramilitaries. Paramilitaries, yeah. yeah. Um, and I think then you could... There's uh, always a danger you're supporting the wrong part. I know, I know. Uh, you you want to get the right brand. <laughs> the right band, brand of hatred. Um, yeah, part of me just wants to be able to go into a, a shop and go, what's the weakest shit that you've got? And then just work my way back up again. Okay. But... And like, you know, I'm considering really naive here. Is smoking the best way to do it? I mean, could you not, you know... Um, I, would, you would, can would, eat would, it. Would edibles not be a... I hate edibles. All right. Okay. I hate the. I hate everything about what goes along with them, and mostly because once you've eaten it, that's it. You need to strap yourself in, and <laughs> and prepare for the ride because there is nothing that you can do. Yeah, you can to to, to stop it. So if you've taken if you've taken too much, you just have to sit there and ride it out. Whereas if you're smoking, you'll get to, because it's almost instant. Yeah, you can go. I've had enough, and then stop. Okay. Whereas you know the the number of times where you're these cookies are there's these cookies are wrong there's nothing there's not enough in these cookies i'll have four more well that's it yeah the, and then the, you the, and then you uh, the blood brain barrier is a lot uh a lot slower on the stomach yeah. than it is on the, the lungs and then uh and then it starts to take hold and yeah it's it's too much of a too much of a crapshoot for me my brother used to take it in tea tea yeah 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 Tea, butter. People, I know people who would butter. Yeah, would 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 put it into butter and spread it on toast. Um, uh, into yogurts, basically because that was they they were the people who couldn't bake it into anything, didn't want to bake brownies or muffins, so they literally just crumbled it into yeah. yogurt and just add it by the spoonful. I guess I just don't want to get into baking either. <laughs> to be honest, I thought you would have quite enjoyed baking. You think so? Yeah. You seem you seem like the type of guy who was who uh, on on the out on the outside. Uh, let's just get straight to it. <laughs> <laughs> who, who enjoys a cake? No, the, like the type of guy who's who on the outside. You like takeaways, pizzas, and that kind of thing, but could like whip up a really good like Black Forest Gatto. Oh no, not a no. chance. No, I've never made anything. Or like a really delicate cupcake. A delicate cupcake. Yeah, like with like a, like you know like little wings on it or 
like pi- no, nice, no, nicely it, piped uh, lots, icing. Lots of interest in eating these things. No interest in being, <laughs> the, you know, the, I, the I, project manager. No, know? I don't enjoy cooking at all. No, it's. Uh, ha- I mean, Hannah tries to help me, but I don't find any joy in it. It it is only anxiety over undercooked chicken, overcooked chicken. I don't know if I have any anxiety. I just don't derive any pleasure from it. Yeah, um, it's it's more just it's just a it's a chore. That's how I see it as a is a chore. That's why I drink Huel. Okay, yeah, no, I can understand just that. Like, yeah, no, the- I kind of feel that way about food myself. I mean, I, 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 there is there is definitely appeal to getting back into eating Huel again. Yeah. Oh, I got um. So this week I'm drinking mint chocolate and fake banana flavor. Does it taste any different? No, mint chocolate. Yeah, mint chocolate's really nice. It's like an after eight. And fake banana tastes like a fake banana milkshake, which doesn't, which doesn't taste like banana. which doesn't taste like banana. That's why I'm saying fake banana. Yeah. It tastes like the little yellow foamy little yellow sweets, foam yeah, yeah okay. that you get in the New Zealand, and it's delicious. Okay. Oh, I might never eat solid food again. Really? No. Like I still, I still really like eating stuff, and I like sitting pie. down. Hmm? Big steak pie. Oh no, no, not a steak pie. What do you like eating? Um. I like tacos. Okay. The messiest of all foods. Not soft shell tacos, corn sh- hard corn shell tacos. It reminds me, I mean, last night I was at the cinema and uh, I got three scoops of ice cream. Ooh. And uh, I think about 15 minutes into the movie, I had most of that ice cream all over my chest and belly. <laughs> Why? It just decided to melt out of the cup, down my, down my hands. There was nothing I could do about it. It was... It just, just seemed to be coming from everywhere. Eat faster. I was eating as fast as I fucking could. I was shoveling this stuff into my face as fast as I could, and uh, it was still. It was just. It was just streaming in rivulets down my <laughs> down my hand. Do you regularly get ice cream in the cinema? Not that often, but I, we'd just been for an Indian beforehand, and this was sometimes I like a wee ice cream afterwards. Yeah, just yeah, kind yeah, of settle, yeah. Settle things. Yeah. Um, but no, it was it was everywhere. I mean, like I was I was covered from like <laughs> nipples to belly button in ice cream. It was cold and sticky. I was, I, I could not, I could not, I, mean, I, I turned around to Susie at one point and I said, do you have a, you have a tissue? And she handed me like half of a used Kleenex. Which, like, which immediately stuck to your chest and was that like, was this it. this isn't going to cut it, love. So I ended up having to like leave the movie about 15 minutes in and my hands were just brown and white oh from, from from ice cream. And whenever I got out of the, out of the, into the, the daylight, as it were, <laughs> I just looked down at myself and I looked like I'd been, I don't know, in some sort of bukkake type. <laughs> it, was, it was horrendous. People were staring. <laughs> I don't know what's going on in screen three, but I am not on board. <laughs> and I made it to the bathroom. I basically just stood there just throwing water all over myself oh my and, then, and then stood underneath the, the hand dryer to try and try and uh, you know dry myself off. It's but- funny. We, we went to the cinema last Monday and I got ice cream for the first time. And it's the first time I've had ice cream in the cinema since uh, somebody walked down the aisle with a torch and a tray of ice creams halfway through the film to try and <laughs> okay. sell it to you. Yeah. Um, so it got quite nostalgic right. for having an ice cream in the cinema. But almost as soon as they, and I, I imagine that we went to the same cinema, the Omniplex. Yes. Yeah. Almost as soon as they handed the tub over to me, it was melting down the sides and yeah. onto my hand. So I, you know, started having to lick through. I'm now wondering if there's some sort of like shit YouTube video series <laughs> with a video per sap to get the ice cream. Oh, I'd love to see the night vision camera of just you sitting in the chair. As, as, as my chest glows whiter and whiter. <laughs> uh, like by the end of the movie, the, 
my t-shirt was dry, but it was rock hard. <laughs> oh, that's gross. It, uh, it, was, it was really upsetting. So what did you see in the cinema? Um, I saw Shazam. Okay. Well, we'll probably have talked oh, about yeah, that Oh, yeah, we'll have talked about that previously. Yeah. Okay, okay. Because this is confusing time stuff. Yeah. It's all a bit timey-wimey in the, in the grand scheme of things. Well, did, we saw Us. Right, I haven't seen that yet. You haven't yet. seen it yet? Um, is it good? It's terrific. I, I loved it. it. Hannah was a bit indifferent about it. I think she enjoyed Get Out, Get Out more. Okay. Um, which is fine. I don't think that they're, um, I think they're probably on a par for me. Right. Um, I just thought Us was was brilliant. Really, really good. Um, there's a point in it where they, they um, do an orchestral version of a song that had been played in its original version earlier in the, in the film. Yeah. And it's stunning. Okay. It is amazing. And Lupita Nyong'o should get something for this. It's too late, too late for the Oscars, but maybe it's early enough for next year. Maybe potentially, potentially, but those that never seems to happen. No, not at this time of the year. Yeah. If people think that they've got a chance at an Oscar, they'll either bring forward or hold back on a, on a release date. Um, yeah. Weirdly, Shazam felt like a Christmas movie. <laughs> I mean, it was a Christmas movie. So I wonder why... I don't understand why it was held back so late. I mean, we probably talked about this last yeah. time. But, I... <laughs> but anyway. Um, uh. So yeah, no, I really want to see us. And the other thing that's weirdly out this week is like Sisters Brothers. The Sisters Brothers is on odd one because it's been out for months. I think in, I saw it six months ago. Yeah, it's been out since the the tail end of last year. Yeah, in uh, in the US, I still haven't gotten around to watching it yet, but I've heard great things. Uh, to be honest, I did love it. Um, oh right, okay. Uh, I did really enjoy the book. Um, I read the book sort of about I don't know three or four weeks before watching the movie, and uh, the books. I know the books full of a lot, lot of little textured details, which what made me like the book. Right, okay. And the movie, you know, by its very nature, kind of throws a lot of that stuff out. And it just kind of felt like a shadow of itself that as a result, you know, like the the character stuff wasn't as interesting because it didn't have all this internal monologue going on that yeah. you get from the book. And even the story kind of seemed a bit perfunctory, whereas in the book it's kind of more, it's about this journey that the two brothers are taking together. And in the book, in the movie, it kind of feels like that's kind of over about halfway through or three quarters of the way through. And yeah. It's not really the focus of the film. I, I, I was a bit disappointed by it. Yeah, I wonder if I'll feel... I mean, I haven't read the book, so I wonder if I'll feel differently having this be my first experience of the material. Well, I mean, the, the reviews have been fairly, I don't know, mediocre, I'd say, across the board of it, so I, I think it's probably not an unusual feeling about it. Mm. But, um, yeah, so Wacky Phoenix Joker trailer. <sighs> so you weren't that keen on this to begin with. No, this film just reeked of everything that was that DC were doing wrong about their universe. It's a, it's a, a DC movie outside of continuity. Yeah. So it, it, so this Joker will not be the Joker that is appearing in any other Batman yeah. or, you know, any other of their movies. The it's direct, a standalone. It's like an Elseworlds type it's, thing. It's a, yeah. I mean, that, that's, that's fine, but get your house in order first. <laughs> like, come on. The, the director I wasn't interested in. I mean, Todd I, Phillips. Todd Phillips. I like the Hangover movies well enough. But you but don't really get the impression that he's got a serious film. No. But yeah. I mean, in saying that, this year at the Oscars, Best Director and Best Film nominees were directed by 
one half of the Farrelly brothers who brought you me, myself, and Irene, and there's something about Mary yeah. and uh, Adam McKay who brought you Anchorman and Step Brothers. Sure. And so you know, I know that comedic directors can have dra- dramatic chops, but just him specifically, like the Hangovers, to me are not comparable to any of the other comedies that those two directors had uh, yeah had brought I, up. Saw, I saw the first hangover movie in the cinema and i didn't need to see any more yeah <laughs> I, I was kind of i was kind of over it by about 40 minutes into it so. yeah um so i was i wasn't interested Joaquin phoenix you know he's he's uh, you know generally good in whatever he's going to be in so that's at least interesting but the bit that i think piqued everyone's interest was martin scorsese producing it <sighs> yeah which seemed like a really odd mix and then robert de niro gets cast yeah and you think oh right okay and then when the trailer came out, it probably took me about three or four days to even watch it because right, I just, okay. I, I was like, I, I had already kind of decided I'm not, I, I don't really have an interest. Maybe I'll see it when it comes out, but I'm certainly not on the hype train to, um, to Joker Town. And then I watched it. Yeah. It looks really good. Fuck me. And I, I know a lot of people have, have similarly looked at it and went, this looks like shit. Um, Oh, it looks super interesting. Yeah, no, I I really can't wait to see it. I mean, it's it's it does have a very strong Taxi Driver vibe about it. Um, did you actually get around to watching Taxi I did Driver? Get, I did get around to watching Taxi Driver. I yeah, watched the. My... <laughs> but uh, while it does have a strong Taxi Driver vibe about it, it, it does kind of seem like it's it's very much its own thing. I mean, I I don't know. If I've ever seen a movie that is uh, so determinedly taking stuff from comics and putting it in a, in a very, very real world setting, yeah, um, is that? Uh, and uh, you know, I like so, so much stuff about. It. I like the costume design. I really like uh, what you know Phoenix is doing in the trailer. Yeah, um, I think it's going to be a really interesting movie. You know, even if it's crap, I think it'll be interesting. I think, it, yeah, I, I'm at least now interested. They have my, they have my interest. I think. I've seen it. I saw a couple of people online, and I didn't really think about this. But uh, do adolescent men need another uh, whacker yeah. to to idolize? Yeah, I mean um, that, that's always a problem. But, and, you know, there's always there's always this um, issue where certain films um, hype up problematic masculinity and and the end results of that. Yeah, and then certain people see that and they kind of think that. It, it, it glamorizes that to them, yeah, and they think this is this is the way to behave, you know. But their but their behavior is uh, is taking very specific aspects, not not the worst aspects. Yeah. Obviously, they're not they're not going to the lengths that the likes of Travis Bickle goes to. But because maybe because they're not going that far, they think that the rest of it is okay, and they can just be a prick. Yeah, and but it's, it's they they take the misogyny and yeah. the, and the mis- misanthropy and 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 build upon that to create a personality out of yeah uh, it's the people who thought fight club was like a a celebration of lost masculinity instead of a, a critique of toxic yeah. masculinity yeah um and i i guess the problem with fight club is that it's it, you know it looks like fun being a fight club so yeah <laughs> <laughs> um also out this week or well technically last week uh which i got a chance to see was dragged across, across concrete yeah how was that <sighs> It's really good. Okay. Dragged Across Concrete is... The hard thir- to say, apparently. Dragged Across Concrete <laughs> is hard to say. Uh, is the third film by S. Craig Zeller, 
who did Bone Tomahawk and uh, The Brawl in Cell Block 99, yeah, which, which we, we talked, talked about. about yeah, yeah, we talked about on the show previously. Um, he's a really interesting filmmaker and has made now three films that could quite easily be the my film of the year from each yeah. you know each year that it's been released. Um, he, likes, are, he likes his violence, doesn't he? He does like his violence. The violence in this is not as it's probably as violent as the other films okay. but there's way less of it well that's, that's okay i mean there, there was stuff in cell block 99 that i had never seen before yeah and you know i just kind of did that whole uh teeth sucking thing quite a lot of the time yeah while watching a lot of it. yeah uh, i don't know that it was enjoyable to watch because it's you know, I, I I am as big a fan as anyone of you know, cathartic violence in films, but this wasn't cathartic. It was you sort of felt um, like you were watching a fight really up close, and you couldn't yes. do anything about it. Yes, it they 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 did feel quite real. Yeah, um, and whether uh, you know for good or for ill, they did yeah. feel quite real. Um, this stars again Vince Vaughn from Cell Block Ninety Nine and Mel Gibson, um, as two cops who get suspended after a viral video a video goes viral of them uh roughly arresting a suspect so it's not like a buddy comedy it's not a buddy comedy there are funny there are funny bits in it but uh, so they get suspended and neither of them are in a particularly great position money-wise so i think it's six weeks without pay is is pretty detrimental okay to them um so Mel Gibson reaches out to a an old crime buddy, and he turns him on to a, a drug dealer he could potentially rip off. Oh, okay, and you know, pocket the pocket some of the cash. Everything goes plain sailing, I take it. And everything, yeah, and everything, everything goes smoothly. He gets the money to to help with his wife's MS medication, and and every everybody walks away happy. Sounds nice. Yeah, yeah. Um, I I think you'll struggle this year to see a more engrossing, in-depth, character-driven, two-hour and 40-minute film. Yeah, it's long. It's long. But, like, I couldn't not... So, I watched... I put the first half an hour on uh, after I put Ralphie down, and then um, Hannah wanted to watch something else because she wasn't really into it, which is fine. And then... (laughs) She uh, she went to bed, and I thought I'll oh, maybe watch like another twenty minutes of it, and then go to bed because I'm quite tired. Yeah, and could not stop. Oh, uh, really? Yeah, I went to bed at a quarter to two or something like that, and that's late for me. I have a kid who's going to be getting up at like half six. Sure, but I could not stop watching it. It's the the characters are really rich and deep, and without delving into. <sighs> unnecessary backstory feel really really rounded out like okay he just does a phenomenal job um of making these characters feel real in the same way that he makes those fights feel real um so mel gibson's kind of like one of the first people to kind of uh benefit from cancel culture (laughs) yeah um you know is this is this the sort of level of movie you think he's gonna get from now on I don't see, like, this feels like, I, I, he's done bigger things because he did, like, Daddy's Home 2. And that is a, while it may not be yeah. critically well-received, 
I bet that he got paid more for that than he did for this. Sure, yeah. Um, and it's probably a much bigger profile movie in terms of the marketing and, you know, having Mel Gibson back out there. Yeah, I, I guess, I guess I'm kind of wondering, is he ever going to get like A-list movies again? He's getting, he's getting A-list directing jobs. So I right. don't see any reason why he wouldn't get A-list yeah. movies again. So I mean, his, his, uh, his crimes, as it were, his, his transgressions were, were fairly severe at the time, you know, and. Well, what he, he you know, so he's one of the few that they actually have recordings of him doing things. Yeah, yeah. Whether it's uh, you know, being verbally abusive to his ex-wife. Yeah. Or uh, anti-Semitic comments to a cop. Yeah. Or uh, racial abuse shouted at his ex, at his ex-wife. That is like yeah, yeah. And threats and uh, you know, talk about uh, maybe domestic abuse as well. Yeah. So uh, yeah, he's had he's, he's had all that done. Uh, all that sort of is was known, and yet he still kind of. Managed to claw his way back into the industry. Yeah, but he was gone for a long time. Yeah. He didn't, he, you know, I think he was gone for a good few years. And he, He's kind of my reason why I think if Kevin Spacey doesn't get prison time, yeah, I think he will eventually find his way back into the industry at, a, at, at some level. Yeah. I, I, and I think it's just, it's got to be like, I don't know, just white powerful man privilege because there's no... In no other industry would you be able to find your way back like that. Yeah, I, I, it's tough to equate the crimes, crimes as I mean, crimes is the maybe not even allegations. The right word. Allegations, it, it, because the the Mel, you know, there's no way, there's no way to say any of this without coming across as in some sort of defense. But no. you know, the Mel Gibson. Thing all so, so that be, be said, we don't condone anything, Mel. No, 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 no. Apart um, from lethal weapons, one and four. <laughs> I don't even condone like three of those. Oh, I think I think they're all good. <laughs> um, it, it, that seems to have surrounded one bad relationship. Sure, and that doesn't that that doesn't excuse anything, and that's in no way her fault at all. But you know, those are situations that you can get out of, get yourself out of, and be in a better place. Yeah, without getting the police called around. Yeah, yeah. But so it, it, that feels like something that somebody can move on from. I'm not saying 100% that he has and everybody's levels of forgiveness and whatever are going to be, or acceptance are going to be different. These aren't things that affected me. Yeah. Spacey's seems a lot different. Well, yeah, if, if Spacey did the things that he's yes, alleged. Yes, again, the, alleg- the, the um, alleged. Which, you know. I I have no trouble with believing, you know. I mean, there's there's enough people have come forward saying you know, from different sort of backgrounds and all saying the same thing. Yeah, um, he did I, this, or he tried to do this, yeah. or you know, once once one person one person comes out of the woodwork saying uh, saying this happened, then that kind of enables other people to kind of come out and say, yeah, yeah me too. I, this happened to me as well. Um, and I think Kevin Spacey has had a a fairly fairly damning list of of yeah. allegations against him. So I think that. Uh, which well, he still may get away with. Yeah, know, I mean, uh, th- 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 with, with Hollywood's a weird place, and with these sorts of allegations, they're always close to impossible to prove unless unless it happens right then and there. Yeah. and even then, we all know cases where people have walked away scot free. Yeah, for um for various reasons. So uh, I don't. I, I, if it goes to trial and he manages to get off. Then I think that could be a, a a green flag for him to to try and re take a bit of time and then try and re-enter because that's the 
the vindication. That's the, the white paper I, I that you think can he hold. will. He will. I mean, I, I, my personal, my personal views. I think he's going to get away with it because, like you say, it's a, it's, it's an awful lot of uh, he said, he said in this yeah. case. Um, you know, evidence, and that doesn't always wash with certain juries. They want to see, you know, some sort of physical evidence. Yeah, or, I would say it doesn't watch with the vast majority of juries. It, it's, yeah. um If it, when it comes down to it, I think a lot of people will think, as much as they want to believe the victims, that when it comes down to believing a victim or putting someone in jail for yeah, a, 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 a substantial always... period of time, I think they'll err on the side of... Yeah, we need to see something other than... Other, yeah, we have, their, I, I, have, I have to be certain. And, you know, rightly or wrongly, because that, that must be a tough decision to, to say either I, I believe you... Well, I, I guess the, the problem is, is probably written into the US legal system and that you have to be able to prove beyond, beyond reasonable, reasonable doubt. doubt and yeah. that's... You know, it's all very well people saying that they should believe victims, but if there's a reasonable doubt, then they're supposed to acquit him. Yeah. Um, for me, you know, it's, it's easy for me to say I completely believe them, but I don't have to make a decision. Yeah. And, and here's the thing. <laughs> a, jur- a judge can overturn a jury's decision. Yeah. In America. So if, if, you know, if you had 12 people who went into a room and came out and said, uh, we believe he did it beyond reasonable doubt. The judge can absolutely say, "There's no way you can come to that that verdict based on the evidence here." Uh, I'm going to throw out that verdict. Yeah, I mean that happens. It's very rare because that's the whole point of having twelve people on a jury is that you kind of you, you get to a try and get a broad cross section that's acceptable. Yeah, but if if you had twelve people who were determined to th- you know throw sex pest Kevin Spacey in, no matter what the evidence, um. Obviously, that's what yeah, that's what you for dear a jury for. But if they got in there, then the judge can still overwrite any verdict. Yeah, you know that's that's kind of he has the last veto on that. So it kind of makes you wonder what the point in juries is, really. Because yeah. <laughs> I think a lot of the time the judge is just like, yeah, he's guilty, not guilty. I mean, anyone can make that decision based well, on the evidence. That's know? interesting, actually, because I as when I was driving over here tonight, I was listening to an episode of a podcast that I've talked about on the show before called The Teacher's Pet. Okay. Um, which is a true crime podcast about the murder of a woman in, uh, back in the early 80s. It's now come kind of right back around again, and her, her husband has been rearrested and charged, and it looks like they're going to go to court. Okay. Um, all 16 episodes of The Teacher's Pet have been removed from all podcasting platforms in Australia. Right, okay. To try and ensure that he gets a fair, a trial. fair trial, because... I mean the ev- the evidence is there, but also the podcasts go after him pretty hard, and they don't really look at any other yeah. possibilities. Her body's never been found. Okay, um, so that he claims that she left and she's living somewhere else and has been all the- all this time. Left her two kids and him and-, and has been living somewhere else all this time. Um, so and what that well one of the reasons that they decided to do that is because in Australia and maybe this is the case in the States and here as well, they can choose to have a jury trial or a judge trial. Right, yeah. So okay. you can have someone who is a learned expert in the law yeah. to sit down and examine. Or you can, or you can roll the dice. Yeah, you can roll the dice and go with the jury. Um, and the, the, the judge, they had an expert on saying that the, 
the reason that they would want to go for a judge trial is because they are smart enough and they know enough to disregard anything that they'd heard in the public yeah. from the trial. Whereas the podcast is massive. Like it, it it's the number it's like one podcast. Yeah, it's thing, yeah. huge. So there's no way that the vast majority of Australians haven't at least heard of it, yeah. let alone listen to it. Um, well, that, that's the problem with, you know, it's, we live in a very different world than whenever these jury systems were created. It was very easy back in, you know, 200 years ago to get a jury that hadn't heard of the case or hadn't yeah. heard of the, of the defendants. Yeah. And these days it's, it's you know, especially with celebrity cases, it's, it's really difficult. Everyone's got an opinion yeah. before you go in. You know, how, how do you find a jury of 12 people who don't know who Kevin Spacey is? Yeah. You know, that, that, that's got to be impossible or... And even if they did, even if they didn't know who Kevin Spacey was before the allegations came out, yeah, because that's the time whenever Kevin Spacey's name slips into whatever media you normally consume. Yeah, yeah uh, that's when his name starts to to seep into all of those kind of more mainstream uh, yeah. outlets. I suppose it was the same problem with OJ, you know, and that, and that you know that case is very well documented yeah. as, to, as to how and why he got off, and you know a lot of the reasons why he got off with it with the crimes that. He definitely did, <laughs> was because of the jury was mostly black, and they saw it as a racial yeah prose- prosecution. Um, and even afterwards, they just they they a lot of them admitted that they just didn't want to see they they didn't want to send a famous black man to jail. Yeah, um, and they all thought that he did it, <laughs> 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 which is the craziest thing. I mean, like I don't know if, if anyone's watched that. Um, that ESPN OJ documentary, which is one of the finest bits of documentary filmmaking I've ever seen. It's nine hours long or something ridiculous yeah. like that. Um about OJ's life from 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 birth to where he is now. They released it in the cinema. All yeah. nine hours of it in order to get an Oscar nomination. And right. they got the they got the Oscar and yeah. they won. Yeah, they won, yeah. yeah. I, I'm not surprised. It is absolutely riveting watching. And they talked to so many of the jurors and they all admitted that they thought he'd done it, but but the, it became a black-white thing for them. Yeah. And it was too important. And obviously once it went to civil trial, like a few, a few months later, like it just, you know, the judge was just like, no, you did it. Yeah. <laughs> There's, you know, the, so the did, other, he have, did he have to pay oh, yeah, compensation yeah, to the... I mean, he, you know, he lost his, his, basically all, all the money that he had. Yeah, in, in okay. that, you know, I mean, you don't get to murder your wife and, no, and her lover and, yeah. and keep a, a penny, you know. Yeah. So, um yeah, it's really interesting how how the jury system works. So it's it's a it's a bit of a weird thing. It's a bit outdated at this point, but um, I guess that's what we're working with at the minute. So I have no idea how this just show ended up there. <laughs> PJ left, and basically we start talking about legal stuff. <laughs> Patreon dot com forward slash Sunnyside Show. If you want to listen to us, is it Sunnyside Show or Sunnyside Podcast? I can never remember. Sunnyside Podcast, I think. Is it? It's Sunnyside Podcast. Yeah, I think so. Maybe it's, oh yeah, yes. Patreon.com forward slash Sunnyside Podcast. If you, you need want to get to, like a little sting just for this rather than us having to wing it. Patreon.com <laughs> forward slash Sunnyside Podcast. Yeah, if you want to listen to us, if you want to continue to listen to us swing from violent film noirs through Mel Gibson through to the inadequacies of the legal system both in America and the UK, then head on over to patreon.com forward slash Sunnyside Podcast and you can give us $4 a month. $1 for each episode. And a wee bit extra. And a wee bit, yeah, yeah, tax. For the VAT. Yeah, for the VAT. 
for the Batman, and you can have top quality content like this. And I, I mean, you get it anyway. You yeah, you're going to get it for free anyway. You get it for free. But if you want to sort of, you know, let us know how much you appreciate it. If you want to help sort of support the, there are ongoing costs to running the show. Uh, there's technical costs. There's hosting costs. There's all kinds of like paying off gear that's cost me a fortune. <laughs> um, if you want to contribute towards that, that's where you do it. And um, we are trying to kick a few extra things there for for people who do sign up. So, if, yeah, uh, if you sign up, if you sign up, you can get access to our Discord server. Yes, yeah, so you can chat with all the all the other people who signed all the, up. All the other patrons uh, patrons are in the Discord server, and we have regular chats over on the disc on the server, and it's quite fun, especially after episode release day. Yeah, um, and we can try and get more guests, like last week's Patrick H. Willems. Okay. Oh well, I, I, we'll certainly try. <laughs> um, but uh, and also we're going to try and maybe uh, a, f- a few things that we we can kind of do for for Patreon. So we're we're going to maybe upload the old show. Uh, maybe one Christ. a week. Uh, PJ has been kind of uh, going through it to make sure there's nothing libelous or that it's going to get us cancelled. Fuck. But um, yeah. That's where you'll access the them. chat roulette episode. Probably just needs to get flushed down the toilet. <laughs> That's probably one that needs to go. There's probably a lot of things that need to go in that. Fuck, I might have to listen to all those and vet them because there's things that get me in trouble that PJ wouldn't be so fucking bothered about. Yeah, that was a funny time. <laughs> the, the, look, the internet was a different place back then. I mean, uh, in fairness, yeah, this is ten years ago. We started the we started Sunnyside Comics. 10 years ago yeah back whenever podcasting was not the thing that it is now when twitter was a safe place and <laughs> when podcasting was new sort of uh, did we was instagram even around then no no the ipad hadn't been released the ipad was released during our original uh, run yeah 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 it's a long time ago basically what we're trying to tell you is look you know whenever your racist santi comes over <laughs> And there's things that you're worried she's going to say in front of your in front of your friends. We didn't say anything racist, I don't think, but there's definitely stuff that you probably would say now. Poorly thought out. Um, and we were we were t- we were all ten years younger. Yeah, PJ was still older. <laughs> and we wholeheartedly apologize for anything any offense caused. But you only get to hear those shows if you subscribe to the Patreon. So. So yeah, so uh, patreon.com forward slash Sunnyside Show, I guess. I mean, if, if you want to get us cancelled, that's how you get Yeah, if you're going to get us cancelled, we're at least going to make you pay for it. So uh, this has been another fantastic show. Now that PJ's gone, we're just looking over at like an empty microphone and the headphones. He just kind of left the room in a real hurry. <laughs> but, uh, oh, per PJ. We'll be back next week and uh, talk to you soon. Dark and a troubled satellite.